Our Lady's Message at Fatima and Akita A Special Presentation with David Dionysi Catholic Author of Atomic Bomb Secrets Given at the conference, Fatima, the moment has come in Dallas, Texas on February 9th in the year of our Lord, 2024. Our first talk this evening is on how the apparitions of Our Lady to Sister Sasagawa in Akita, Japan in 1973 relate to and help us better understand the message of Our Lady of Fatima. This will be a joint presentation. Joseph DeZillo is the president of the Fatima Center's Board of Directors, and David Rodriguez, you've already met, is our content director, and I understand they will have a special guest as well in this talk. Their talk is entitled, Our Lady's Message at Fatima and Akita. Please welcome Joe and David. First of all, thank you very much, uh, and welcome to Dallas. David and I were going to talk about Akita, okay? But then we found that somebody was in the audience that, that I knew from, from New England. And his name is Dave Denisi. Now, Dave has personally interviewed Sister Sazagawa. And there's no need for me to say any more because what he has to say and what he has to show you is very important. So I'll just bow out. Just a few words by way of introduction. As a general rule, the Fatima Center does focus on the message and the appearances of Our Lady of Fatima. That is our apostolate. That has always been our focus. And we try to stay very focused on that. But of course we know that there are other church-approved Marian apparitions. So they have the certified blessings of the local bishop and of the Holy Father. And therefore we also know this is our same Blessed Mother. And of course, just like God is truth, our Blessed Mother is truth. And so Our Lady gives us a consistent message one of the favorite talks that I've given is where I sort of trace a number of Our Lady's apparitions across the course of history, especially intensifying in what we believe is the age of Mary, probably starting in 1830, Rue de Bac in Paris, with the Miraculous Medal. Things have really, she's been appearing a little bit more insistently with her message. And in a very special way, her apparitions in Akita, Japan, Akita, have a very close connection to the message of Fatima starting by her own, Our Lady's own work, that one of the main messages and miracles takes place at Akita on October 13th, 1973. Hopefully all of you know right away, October 13th, wait, rings a bell. That's the miracle of the sun, 1917. And so on the anniversary of that day, she appears again. What we're going to do is instead of talking too much about Akita, because it's also something a lot of people don't know about. That's another parallel with Fatima. We're going to get into that this weekend. But there's been a lot of forces that have tried to suppress the message of Fatima or weaken it and dilute it so that we don't get the full message. Very similar. And then Sister Lucia was silenced. People can talk to her. Very, very similar tactics have been employed in Akita as well. 
where the message has often been silenced and people have not been able to get to Sister Sasagawa. So those also are other strong connections. What we're going to do first is we're just going to play a small video for you, seven minutes, and then, yes, we'll introduce Mr. Dionisi, who has gotten to meet her and talk to her and done some fantastic work on Akita. We'll ask him a few questions, and if we have time, you all will get to ask him a few questions as well. So let's get moving with our program. The majority of this video is visual, and so we do strongly encourage you to watch it. But for the purposes of this podcast, we will read the text, the captions aloud. Our Lady of Akita, February 9th, 2024, update. We see images of Sister Agnes Sasagawa from her youth to this past year, and we hear her speak. In Japanese. I wish and pray that your work to educate people about Maria's message spread rightly into all the people in the world. October 13, 1973, 13 years after 1960, when the Fatima secret was to be shared. Our Lady asked Sister Sasagawa to make the secret known. Reverend Tatasuya Shimura, rector of Tokyo Cathedral, said, quote, The revelations of the Virgin at Akita are the same as those of Fatima. Bishop John Shojiro Ito said, It is the message of Fatima. Pope Benedict XVI, as Cardinal Ratzinger said, The two messages are essentially the same. Reverend Teiji Yasuda was sent by God and the Virgin Mary to help Sister Sasagawa understand the secret. The secret includes the solution to bring peace to the world, which is the consecration of Russia by the Pope performed in union with the bishops. Fulfilling Our Lady's instructions restores the beauty of holiness to the Catholic Church and creates peace on earth. Failure to obey results in a global chastisement, fire from the sky, to make peace on earth possible. Fire destroys all artificial intelligence, nuclear weapons, most people, and everything preventing peace on earth. Near the Dead Sea in Jordan, sulfur balls show the destruction by fire at Sodom and Gomorrah. The messages of Our Lady of Akita can help the faithful avoid being deceived into leaving the Catholic Church and failing to have eternal life with God. According to Reverend Teiji Yasuda, a fake Christ at the top of the Catholic Church would do great harm before the time of Mary's Immaculate Triumph. Satan fears the messages of Our Lady of Fatima and Akita because they bring about his decisive defeat, which will be the best time to be alive in the history of the world with peace on earth. These words are then from Our Lady of Akita's conversation with Sister Sasagawa on October 13, 1973.
ったらそのマリア様のご像の方からあの声がしてきましたその絵も言われない美しい声愛する私の娘よこの時はあのすごく厳しいお声でした This time, Holy Mary said, My loving daughter, listen carefully to what I have to say and tell your superior about it. As I previously told you, if people do not repent, God will send a terrible punishment. When this happens, it will be more severe than ever before, worse than at the time of the flood. A fire will fall from heaven. Most of humanity will be destroyed. Neither priests nor the faithful will be spared. Survivors will be in such desolation they will envy the dead. The only weapons left to you will be the rosary and the sign of my son. Pray the rosary. Pray for the Pope. Bishops and priests with the rosary. 毎日ロザリオの祈りを唱えてくださいロザリオの祈りを持って死去を死災のために祈ってください the strongest judgment would seem to fall on the church. 悪魔は教会の中まで入り込みカルジナルは神 Satan will enter the church. Cardinals will oppose cardinals. Bishops will be against bishops. Those priests who revere me will be despised and attacked. Churches and altars will be desecrated. The church will be filled with those who accept compromise. Satan will lead many priests and religious away from God. He will concentrate especially on consecrated souls. The loss of so many souls causes me great distress. There will be no forgiveness if sins continue to increase. Don't be afraid to tell your superior about this. He will know how to encourage you to pray. And to make reparation. They were stern words. Pray the Holy Rosary and wear the brown scapular for protection from eternal fire. And may the peace of our Lord be with you. So, without any further ado, I'd like to invite the producer of this video up to come up and join us, Mr. David Dionisi. David, thanks for being here. You never know who you're going to meet in a Saturday conference. David, if I may, thank you first of all just for making that video. If anyone is interested, that video, again, with that URL we gave you, the Fatima webpage for this conference, we'll post a link to it. As well as a longer video he's made that's like an hour long, gives you a lot more detail, and he might be making others. So, again, that URL is fatima.org backslash 2024 FC Dallas. Should be easy to remember. 2024 is the year. FC stands for Fatima Conference. So, again, it's fatima.org backslash 
2024 FC Dallas. And at that site, you can find links to the videos produced by Mr. Dionisi on Akita, as well as notes from several of the conference talks, information on all of the speakers, as well as photos from the conference, the schedule, announcements, even links to the previous conference in New Hampshire. So it's a great blessing for us to have you, David. Thank you for coming. Thank you, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. And I owe a lot to the Fatima Center because I wouldn't have understood some of the things that were happening if it weren't for the work of this organization and Father Gruner. So thank you for that. So I've got a series of questions if I could ask you here that I was just scribbling some off your video. But the first one is just how did you get connected with Akita and the message of Our Lady there? My connection started in a powerful way in 2014. The Ebola virus hit Liberia, Africa really hard, and specifically the area right around Monrovia. And I was asked to set up a quarantine facility for children. And we were all really afraid. And I'll tell you, praying the Holy Rosary really helps in a situation like that. And we actually, by praying the rosary, experienced a miracle. And all the people in our quarantine facility and all the people in the entire town that we were in, this is the town of Black Tom, Liberia, were kept safe. And that story was published by the 101 Foundation. It's good to have these stories written up because sometimes you think back and you ask yourself, did that really happen or not? But after that emergency I felt a very unusual and powerful call from the Holy Spirit to go find a woman named Sister Agnes Sasagawa. So I'm in Africa, she's in Japan, and I flew over to Japan to try to find her. And I didn't know at the time that she was intentionally being kept in hiding by the Catholic Church leadership. So when I first met with one of the senior most people in the country, Archbishop Takami, and I asked him for an introduction to Sister Agnes. I was quite surprised when he said that he didn't encourage that, that I should just not try. But if I really wanted to, I could go up to Akita and try to find her. So I went to Akita. The distance between Akita and Nagasaki, where Archbishop Takami is located, was located, is about the same as going from Miami to Boston. So I went from the southern part of Japan to the northern part of Japan, and I couldn't find her. And I was praying in the Garden of Mary, if you've ever been to the convent in Akita, and no one will talk to you. None of the nuns, no one will give you any information about Sister Sasagawa. Even in the official book that they have at, at the convent, they scrubbed her name, and it just says Sister S. And I'm praying, and I'm like, God, you know, I've traveled all over the place. I've searched, you know, all, all around Japan. Please help me. And at that exact moment, I hear Ave Maria being sung in the, in the woods. I follow that, and there's a group of women. One's dressed as a nun. And I walk up to her, and I say, God has sent me to speak with Sister Sasagawa. And she stood up and said, it's very unusual. I'm, I'm never up here anymore, she said, but I, I'm the person that takes care of Sister Sasagawa. I'll call her on the phone right now. So she picked up the phone, made the phone call. There was a lot of hesitancy 
to speak publicly because Sister Sasegawa had been ordered by people to stay in hiding. She had been told that because she's spoken directly with the Virgin Mary that her life's in danger and bad people would try to hurt her, and so they had to keep her in hiding for this reason. Her religious supervisor, you know, her spiritual leader was Reverend Yuzuda, who was sent specifically by God to help her understand what she was told. And he had just died in 2013 with the Order of Sanctity, so there was no person sent by God to help her. So when I came, she was hesitant, but then she realized I had a book published by St. Maximilian Kolbe, and this book is on atomic bomb secrets, but it also includes a section on Our Lady of Akita. And when she read the book, she was convinced, and that's when we, we worked together to make Akita and the Fountain of a Secret. I went back to meet with her just in October, and I was told that she is extremely well-pleased by the work uh, to educate people with the documentary, but they put all kinds of measures in place, and they wouldn't let me actually speak with her directly. And it got to the point where after every day of politely going to the care facility and asking to see her, after a week... They finally sent the police and said, if you come again, you're going to jail. So it's unbelievable going to a nursing care facility to ask to see someone, to pray the rosary with them, and to have that result. Fortunately, a priest had contacted me earlier in the year. His name's Father Elias Mary, and he said that he was going to Japan and he wanted to meet with Sister Agnes Asagawa. And my translator, another miraculous event, uh, we didn't know. They, they had moved her again in hiding. We didn't know where she was. And in March of this year, a woman who did know came into the church that he was praying and told him. So if you check the Missio Immaculata, the main June edition, you'll see Father Elias Mary with some pictures and explanation of the meeting that he had. Kind of a long answer, but that is the truth. Well, interesting you mentioned Father Elias because the Fatima Center will most likely be interviewing him very soon. They'll have a few videos off by him, so you can stay tuned on our channels for that. Uh, but one of the things that you said, just right now, I want to go back to, you had mentioned that the Fatima Center, Father Gruner's work, has impacted you. Is there anything to elucidate that, or did you meet Father Gruner? I wanted to meet Father Gruner. I, made a, I wrote a book, and I dedicated, I had his pictures on the front cover. It's called... Defeating the Brotherhood of Death. And I had sent that book to him. It has a big section on Akita. And we were supposed to meet, but the evening before we were supposed to meet, he passed away. So I never met Father Gruner. I went to the next Fatima conference, which was in September or October of 2015. I think it was September of 2015. And at that conference, I presented Akita and the Fatima Secret. And so it didn't really go very far at that time, but that's part of, part of the message of Akita and Fatima. And I could explain that uh, when we get into maybe cardinals versus cardinals. But I'll pass this around because this book, you'll see I have a page earmarked. This here has the, um, my understanding based on all the research, what the third secret was. And it was this book when Sister... Sasagawa read this, that she decided that she wanted to uh, make the documentary. So for those of you that want to look at this, I'll pass it around. Well, I did want to just mention that. That's on the video. If you can explain, I think today we're all seeing the truth 
of this quote from Our Lady that cardinals will oppose cardinals. It seems to be intensifying. Some of that may be rather obvious, but are there other meanings to cardinal? What's your take on that, Dave? Yeah, it's so important to know this. And this is why when this happened in 2015 with the Fatima Center, I just knew to be patient. There's a powerful presence of evil in the world that's working on us, just ordinary people, so that we won't talk to each other. We won't work with each other. We'll be very quick to find some fault and just dismiss each other. And if you know that that message of cardinals versus cardinals, that's certainly obvious. I mean, that is happening, right? But it also applies to us, just us ordinary folks. So maybe be a little more patient when you're talking to someone, and they may not be as far along as you are in terms of your understanding of the importance of the Latin Mass or, or some other, other part of our faith. Well, it's good to know, because I'm always, I know, especially learning under Father Rodriguez, to really emphasize charity, charity above all amongst all Catholics. Uh, and that's something that if we lack, it's a clear sign that we're not doing our Lord's will. So thank you for that, Dave. One of the things that I like most about Akita that really drew me to it is its emphasis on the Holy Eucharist, mm-hmm. uh, reparation for the Holy Eucharist. That didn't actually come out so much in the video, so I thought maybe you could touch on the connection between Akita and the Eucharist, because I think Fatima and the Eucharist, there's also very strong connections. Very powerful. I'll just cite one example because I could talk for far too long on this. But let me give you one example. At the exact time the communion in the hand was going to be initiated at the convent, okay, the exact time Sister Agnes gets the stigmata in the left hand. Now, if you think about it, left hand, you go up for communion, most people, it's the left hand. Reverend Yusuda, again, sent by God, confirmed by Sister Agnes' guardian angel, the Virgin Mary, he said that was to warn the world to receive communion on your knees directly from the hands of a consecrated priest. So there's a lot that we can learn from the secret of Fatima that has just kind of been lost because people don't understand the deeper meaning. Also on your question... The Virgin Mary said, people need to know, they need to remember that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. That's one of the key messages. And again, we're in a time where we see that also being diluted. So there's a connection. If you start to have less reverence how you receive, you eventually can have less understanding for what you're receiving. And at the same time that Sister was getting the stigmata on her left hand, the wooden statue of Our Lady was getting the stigmata on the right hand, correct? Exactly. And the blood from the stigmata on the Virgin Mary and the tears from the Virgin Mary were independently tested, and they were confirmed to be human blood and human tears. Now, I've seen all the tears because the Virgin Mary, she cried 101 times, and they took, the, they took cotton swabs for each of the tears, and they have them in a display case at the convent in Akita. And it's covered with a blanket. Most people won't know it's there. But I was fortunate to ask to see it, and they did show it to me. And you see pictures of it in the documentary, Akita and the Fatima Secret. Any significance on the 101? Yes. Everything has so much significance, it's amazing. The 101, and we know this from 
the guardian angel who explained this. He also explained this, the Genesis 3.15, what that means. But 101 is the first woman is, the first one is for Eve. And through Eve, sin and death came into the world. The zero is for God, for our infinite God. The final one represents the Virgin Mary who brought life back into the world. So, yes, very significant, the 101. Also very significant, you know, the blood of our Lord has special power. The tears of our mother in heaven has special power. Very, very important. Tears are a mother's last act of love for us when, when our mothers want us to repent. Now, something that I've read only very recently about Akita, it might have been even your work with Father Elias, because it wasn't some of the older books, was that Reverend Yeshuda said, and you had it on the screen, but it was there so short, I don't know if you all caught it. I think it was a line, mm-hmm. because there's a famous line from Akita where Our Lady says that like the only arms you'll have left are the sign of my son in the rosary. So then naturally that leads to some discussion about what this sign of my son is. Can you elaborate on that? According to Reverend Yusuda, again, sent by God to explain the meaning, he said the sign was a combination of the Holy Mass and the Holy Eucharist. Uh, someone really smart who's in the room right now said to me, maybe also there's something that happens in the future that helps us even better understand the sign. But we clearly know what the person sent by God during his lifetime thought the sign was because of a book that he wrote and was only translated into English the first for the first time in October of last year. Well, again, I find that interesting because it's the Eucharistic connection of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, Calvary, and the Mass, with his abiding real presence in the Blessed Sacrament. In every tabernacle in the world, as one of the prayers of Fatima says it, we could say this, of course, his real presence is the fruit of his triumph, of his resurrection, and the foretaste of heaven that we are able to receive here on earth. Just meditating on that relationship between those two is amazing. And then we have the whole emphasis on reparation for our terrible sins against our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, especially sacrilegious communions, as so many people are receiving in the state of mortal sin, and now it's even being allowed. And then we also have the link to St. John Bosco's dream of the two columns. I hope you all know about that one. If not, look it up, and it'll probably come up during this weekend. And then, of course, there's also very strong links here to Our Lady's message at Fatima. A lot to unpack there, but quickly switching topics. I believe you know something about a miracle in 2018 connected to Sister Sasagawa, because maybe even tell them about the other miracle. I think she was deaf. Okay, there's quite a few miracles, and but I'll take this one. I think it was September 22nd of 2018. It was definitely September 2018. Sister was close to dying. Sister Sasagawa was unable to get fluids into her body. She couldn't speak. It was very, very difficult for her to to, to get a a single word out. She was losing weight. They were afraid she was going to die. There's a priest named Father McKay, and Father McKay 
with Sister Teresa Masuda. In total, there were five witnesses. He performed a healing prayer. And during that healing prayer, Father McKay, you know, is not not uh, someone that would overreact. He starts trembling and shaking violently. And then he returns to a place of peace and he says, Sister Agnes, the cause of your illness was two demons which are now gone. You'll be able to speak and eat and function normally. And she, she immediately speaks clearly, asks for a glass of water. She gulps it down, and she's immediately healed. So they take her to the doctor. Her doctor's name is Dr. Ida. He does an inspection. He says, I don't know what to say. The tumor in your throat, which was the size of a one-yen coin, is completely gone. Uh, Sister Teresa Masuda was so moved by that that she sent her letter to me in uh, Japanese, and my friend translated it, and you can see both of those letters if you want to have them. So bottom line is, yes, there's a very powerful miracle. We have to ask, why did God give her this miracle? Clearly God wants Sister Agnes, he wants her voice to be heard. And there are very powerful forces working against our church, trying to keep her voice silenced. I definitely see the attacks of the devil there. We'll talk a little bit about the attacks of the devil on Fatima as well. I've been told that we're done, Dave, with our time. Okay, so thank you, everyone. Dave will be around, I think, this weekend, right? Yes, yeah, I'm questions. at the conference. Catch him and talk to him as well. All right, God bless everyone. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2024. All rights reserved. We encourage you to join the 100 by 100 First Saturday Challenge at Fatima.org backslash 100 by 100. Help us make the full message of Fatima known, understood, appreciated, and obeyed by all. Live the message. Roman Catholic SOS. R-C-S-O-S. R for Rosary. C for Consecration. S for Scapular. O for Offer. S for First Saturday. That's Roman Catholic SOS. And please support Our Lady's Apostolate with your prayers and donations. Every little bit counts. God is never outdone in generosity. May He reward you. Immaculate Heart of Mary, be our salvation.